This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Ollie Tikkanen. Welcome, everyone. In this episode, we are discussing experiences working as a lecturer in the University of Applied Sciences and working in a sport institute and technologies used in teaching and different projects in these, these institutes. And we have a great guest for this episode. Our guest has done his master's degree of exercise physiology in the University of Uvascula in Finland. He has then worked as project worker and a lecturer in Arkada University of Applied Sciences in Helsinki, Finland. And currently he's working as a teacher in Solvalla Sports Institute and as a performance coach in Hinsa Performance. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guest, Mr. Jakob Jungel. Welcome, Jakob. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's, it's fun to be on. On this podcast yeah perfect great to great to have you in the podcast so would you would you like to introduce yourself a little bit shortly i'm i'm from uh southern finland from from espo and uh um, got into to sports when i started to to study in, in arcada as, as was told and uh since since then i've been been working with with uh coaching and uh fitness testing and then uh, also teaching in in uh, different ways so so my my life uh, basically is surrounded by by sports yeah and and we decided to talk a little bit about experiences working as a, as a lecturer in university of applied sciences in in some countries they are called polytechnics and they are kind of between between there not the university but doing kind of kind of things in university and i think it can be interesting for many of our listeners how is it working as a lecturer in applied sciences and how is it working in in finland so would you like to tell a little bit how how are these applied science institutes in finland and what are the basic function well firstly i i'm speaking from my own experience and and uh just overly from from this sports uh, and health promotion uh, program that I've been on, so I can't uh, speak for all the applied sciences in, in Finland. But uh, well, the, the main point is that it's um, a quite close step to universities uh, in regard of uh, the theoretical level that is is uh, is used in in, in 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 the courses. But then again, there's also a lot of practical practical courses um, so definitely more than at the university level and uh, even though I haven't worked at the university I, I studied so I, I can at least compare how my experience from from being a student in university and also my experience from being a student in in University of Applied Sciences and also also a teacher there so yeah that, that's probably the biggest biggest different um, the practical practical tasks that you have uh, alongside the theoretical uh, courses. Yeah, and and your title was there as a, as a, you were working as a lecturer. How were the how were the practicalities? How many persons you were teaching? How many persons you were running projects and and so on? 
Yeah, uh, well, the classes varied, uh, but anywhere from around uh, 10 to perhaps 35. So not huge classes, but but uh, then again, uh, quite um, quite suitable sizes in regard uh, to to all the practical tasks that we had. Because then again, uh, when we have when you have practical uh, classes, it's it's hard to teach if the group is too big. So that's that's pretty common that uh, the group sizes stay quite small. And and you also had some some projects there, and you were also working as a testing center. Could you tell a little bit more about those? Uh, well, yeah, uh, I can start from the testing uh, part, and actually, just a side note: well, fitness testing in general is one of my my uh, biggest passions, and and I see myself as kind of a specialist when you, when we look at um, endurance testing and uh, breathing gas analyzer testing. But uh, yeah, I worked as, as basically the testing. Uh, the, I was in charge of testing there, and uh, I was lucky or fortunate enough to be able to open the new uh, Akara Fitness Center, where we had, or where we actually we, we started up a very nice uh, testing laboratory with uh, treadmills and uh, cycle ergometers and uh, all kinds of, of high quality equipment. So I was really excited to work with that. So so that was actually one of my biggest projects. Uh, uh, planning all the equipment for the Arcata Fitness Center in general and uh, focusing a lot of, of course, on the testing center. And then I was also uh, able to do tests tests, and then I, I was the one in charge of, of selling the tests uh, outside and managed to increase the, the, the amount of clients we had quite a lot. So I think most of the listeners probably don't know what is what is the goal of a fitness testing center in an applied uh, applied sciences university. So could you tell what who were your customers? What were all the different goals that you had for this kind of a lab? First of all, the, the fitness center was meant for um, program that I was teaching on, and and for for a few different others regarded health health as well. So uh, just to make sure that we had facilities for all the courses. That, that we held, that was one of the biggest uh, things. But then again, we collaborated with a lot of schools. So from other schools around, uh, groups came in and had their gym classes. Uh, the fitness, uh, the, the testing center then again uh, was also, of course, for, for teaching and, and a lot of teaching happened there, but uh, we also had it just for, for outside customers. And uh, I'd I say the, the biggest group was middle-aged men, uh, Work in, in the working life, uh, they they somehow f- f- found the center pretty well. We didn't have that much marketing online, but but some. And then uh, actually a few ice hockey teams, high level teams, f- found us as well. So uh, I have to say that the marketing wasn't that uh, big because then again our resources to take on tests was limited. So so uh, basically for anyone interested. But but somehow it got centered more to to I said middle aged men and then some some teams as well. Yeah, and let's let's say for the this kind of testing or or coaching, you you need good marketing to get customers. That's that's just wh- whoever you are, you you need to get people to know you. And and before we go to the equipment itself, uh, you said that fitness testing is your your passion. Why do you see it important? Why why is it interesting? First of all, why, why I found it interesting, uh, perhaps because when I studied in Arcada, uh, 
many years ago, uh, we had this fitness testing course and, I, and, and we had the opportunity to go to uh, this um, Helsinki, Helsinki um, uh, medical testing center. Uh, where this one one uh, in Finland or in, in small peers quite famous tester Jyrki Aho uh, had his practice and uh, what, what I found there it was interesting to be just running on the treadmill and getting like all this kind of equipment on you but I realized that I re- didn't really understand anything about the information that you got all these uh, graphs and, and uh, numbers and so forth and then I saw that he understood it and our our teacher Reino Kärkkäinen as well, who was, they, they were really into it. And, and at that point, I, I decided I want to understand it myself. And so, somehow my journey towards understanding like a bit more, um, a bit harder or, or, or more complicated data regarding testing started there. Uh, and and uh, I, I'm still kind of on, on that journey. But then again, why, why is it important to test? Uh, I'd say if you're interested in in especially uh, endurance and, and, and endurance training yeah, it's it's I'd say it's smart to know uh, how to train with different intensities and what's very common is that people train uh, in general with far too high intensity uh, which might lead to some form of overtraining uh, sim- symptoms and uh, as we know uh, it's good to have a good base so a lot of low intensity endurance and then, of course, some some more high intensity as well. But the the foundation should be on this low intensity. And through these tests, you you get to know these these different training training zones. And then, apart from that, you also get to know your uh, maximal fitness level. So for some, it might be really important to know what's the maximal capacity is. For instance, for uh, your um, uh, oxygen consumption or or your maximal running speed or cycling uh, vantages. So you had some ice hockey teams, and and then you said that one one group was middle aged men. Were they were they endurance recreational endurance athletes or how how they were and what kind of tests you did and what did they get out of it? Yeah, yeah, recreational recreational athletes mostly like these weekend warriors, uh, high high performers in 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 all aspects of life. Oh, at least that that's a picture I got from just discussing with them. But a lot of triathletes and and runners as well. But but what's fun is that they they're really motivated. It's nice to have them and and discuss the results with them because they're so into it. It's, it's not just a test and then they go on. They really they, they want to understand and and that was also a part of like this pedagogic that I had alongside alongside my, my teaching. So I mean you, you could get it. You, you I, I got I got to practice the teaching in the classes and also with with the clients in some ways. And and you said that you get a lot of numbers and a lot of information. What do you see as as the most important points that you get out of out of endurance uh, endurance testing, for example, for these kind of recreational weekend weekend warriors? Well, what I try to to give the client is is a way to train um, smart. So so you see what the results are at the moment, and we go through, and then we make make a plan from that. What should you do? And based on the results, how can we get there? So, so um, o- often clients come to me and, and they want to see in how good shape they are when they should come to me and see in what shape they are. And I think there's a huge difference because 
if you want if you come to the test and and you want to see how good you are you often get disappointed because some aspects of it don't match your ideal but if you come to the test and uh, just you're open and see well what's my strengths and what's my weaknesses and how should i improve them then it's 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 a better starting point yeah so you did did quite a bit of endurance testing on a treadmill what what else did you have as equipment in the lab and what were the decisions leading to buy these i, I understood that you build it from the from the scratch right uh yeah well um we actually had uh, an old lab uh, or, or a room that was this fitness testing lab but we renewed a lot of the equipment we had had an old treadmill and so forth but uh, apart from from um this endurance testing equipment uh, with this treadmill and then the cycles and then the breathing gas analyzer uh, we also had an in-body so for uh, body composition and uh, then we also had uh, uh, this fms uh, functional movement screening testing equipment and uh as basically, or as, as an, uh, like a similar product, we have this TE3 uh, movement, movement uh, stick, which is Finnish, Finnish uh, design, and uh, which also gave quite good uh, insight to, to people's movement uh, abilities and disabilities. And uh, of course, what I was, was uh, or what I helped to, to get to the university as well was first bit, uh, uh, stress and, and recovery uh, meters and also uh, Fibion, Fibion uh, meters for sedentary behavior. Yeah, maybe maybe the TE3 is, is quite interesting. I think many many of our listeners haven't heard. So could you tell a little bit of the TE3 and how, how did you use it in the in the practical testing and, and maybe teaching? Uh, yeah, uh, well, it was to, to it, or we used it for uh, movement screening and uh, basically uh, it was a way to to in a holistic way look at the whole body because you can use it for for different angles and uh, of, of the body and and uh, and uh, you, you do rotations and and uh, side events and and so forth so you see where where you have imbalances from left to right for instance and uh, so it, it was an additional equipment when we talked about uh, move, movement testing or, or movement screening. Actually. Are you a medical doctor, physical therapist, personal trainer, or someone else helping individuals in making a change towards a healthier, better life? Imagine a behavior change tool designed for professionals like you to help your clients achieve better results and at the same time provide you with more income. Fibion is that tool. It offers an evidence-based way for health and wellness professionals to extend their services into coaching. The only thing your client needs to do is put a tiny Fibion device into their pocket for a week. The device collects objective physical activity data from your client. Fibion helps you to educate and coach your clients through this change towards a more active and healthy life. Strengthen your expert status. Distinguish yourself from the competition. Order Fibian now at Fibian.com. Yeah, so maybe for listeners a little bit, it's just a kind of a stick with a lot of technology. So basically, I think it has accelerometers and magnetometers, a couple of there, and then it wirelessly connects to a tablet. 
and basically it can detect when you do for example rotation what are the angles you can do side bends you can do down and you can basically see the active range of motion and and it also can be used as a as a biofeedback tool when you when you're training but i think you you use more for kind of uh, making assessments right yeah. yeah 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 so that's that's an interesting tool and then then you mentioned first bit could you tell a little bit more about how did you use use that and what is it yeah well first bit is uh, a device for for measuring uh, stress and recovery uh, and it does it by uh, with electrodes so we look at heart rate variability, so the time between uh, executive uh, heartbeats. And uh, it was used both uh, in classes uh, when we talked about stress and recovery, but we also had it in, in one project uh, for the staff where we looked at uh, their, their health uh, re- regarding stress and, and recovery and also, uh, also sedentary behavior. So it, it gives a good insight into to how the how the person is internally uh, doing. And, and first, but this is quite a good measure uh, device also to estimate your fitness level. Uh, because if you take a thirty minute walk with an even pace, you get you get also an estimation of your VO two max. So quite quite like versatile device actually. Yeah, so basically it's a small device, you attach a couple of electrodes on the chest and, and then measures heart rate variability and gives quite a nice nice variables of, of several several things. And yeah, then you had the had the Phibion, so analyzing sedentary behavior and physical activity. How how did you use it? It was actually, um, or we bought it uh, mainly for this project that we had uh, because we were interested in seeing how, how the staff we're doing in in terms of sedentary behavior, and uh, a lot of persons in the stuff also outside this project tried it. But then again, it was nice to have a device to show the students who are mainly active. They, they my students who, who studied sports, uh, how how they got an insight that even though they are active on their free time, they might go to go play football and or whatever they're they're doing, they might be very inactive. During their during school or or like own time, and uh, to get this contrast that even though you're active, you can't just stay completely still. You need need the breaks, and it's, it was a very good device for open their eyes to that. And and you said that one of the main goals of this this lab was was teaching. How how do you see different different devices, different systems you have from the teacher's perspective because you need to do something probably in two hours time you need to probably demonstrate the measurements and show the results and and then from also from educational perspective what do teacher the students learn from it so how did you how did you see these different systems fitting and what were the kind of uh, obstacles and good sides well yeah well first of all we we had two courses uh who focused on uh, coaching and fitness testing. So basically, during one year, two two courses, and 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 they didn't have that many other courses at at the time. Those who chose chose this. So, so a lot of focus was on the basically the same area, even though it, it was quite wide. But um, we well, as you said, yeah, there's a lot of devices and a lot to know about. And so of course there wasn't any uh, expectations that everyone will learn how to use all this equipment 
like properly. So some devices, for instance, first this amphibian, of course, we explained how to use them and uh, what they measure, but uh, I actually did all the, uh, I, I, I uh, gathered all, all the, the reports and so forth. So they do, didn't have to learn how to use these different programs to, to get the reports and perhaps make some adjustments. So uh, I explained how to use the, use the device, they used them, and then we just uh, went through the results and, and helped them to uh, interpret what, what they said. But then again, some of the more, we, we, apart from, from these devices, we also had tests that were simpler, th these field tests. So usually field tests led up to uh, testing with higher level equipment. So the field tests were the ones that they basically should know by heart because it's more likely that they will use them in their, their life than working in, in, in a test lab laboratory. So, to, so the high level equipment was more to see what's the highest level, so to see. But we had different tasks where they had, they, for instance, had, had a client and they were given, given a, a task to, to improve this person's fitness. And then they did, for, for instance, VO2 max test. And, and uh, they were assigned to uh, basically on their, their own plan and ex execute it, but always a teacher or, or someone who knew how to use them was with them. So it, it was this learning situation and, and also a client situ situation combined. But, but uh, I don't know if I answered your question, but yeah, the, the point is that the, the higher level equipment, if there wasn't a project involved where, where we had outside clients who were paying, they didn't have to uh, know how to use them like completely. They just had to see how to use them. And and I think we didn't clarify yet yet what kind of students you have. So, what what all students or degree programs were using the lab? Okay, yeah. Uh, well, uh, I was teaching the sports instructors. So, uh, basically, I, I don't know if in, in in other countries if it's called something else, but it's basically uh, like is it in English like candidate level? So before you get your masters, it's it's equal equal to that but but uh, more perhaps practical uh, but then the physiotherapy students used it uh, this lab as well and uh, i think also we had acute uh, like persons working in the in, in an ambulance so they and we had a program for that so they also used some of the fitness testing equipment as well yeah and and basically you said that the higher level uh, or the lab big big lab equipment they didn't need to use know how to use very well just to see how it is and learn from it what what were the learning goals in the sport instructor program that is it more about understanding the physiology how it how it works how it's measured or was it that they actually learn to measure and give feedback for for their potential customers in the future i said the main main focus is on understanding physiology uh, and and how it it responds to different kind of exercising uh, and when we're talking testing because quite uh, quite a lot of them uh, will work with clients where they try to in some way improve the fitness level and uh, as we know it's it's important to be able to prove to the client and perhaps to the coach himself or him or herself that some improvement has has happened and uh you, you have to have some form of device or some test or some measure to, to see it. 
So the point is to have this this palais of, of like a lot of tests where you try try to or, or what, that you can use. And as I said, like the field tests, that that's the base that we expect that they have a better understanding of, and then they should know about this more high high level equipment testing. And and in the best in best case, they get to use it as well somewhere in in Finland or wherever they end up. And and before we wrap this part where we talk about uh, universities of applied sciences, how how did you feel? What were the best parts of the job working there as a lecturer? What could have been been better or or kind of fit more for your your passion? How how did you feel working? Yeah, well, it was nice. Well, actually, I I worked there as a substitute teacher because. Um, the one I, I stepped in for went on, on parental leave and uh, it was really exciting for me because I've I graduated from University of Jyväskylä in 2015 and 2000 and or, or, yeah in 2017 I think I actually started if I don't if I don't remember correct but I, I think 2016 or 17 and anyway one or two years after I, I graduated uh, I, I ended up in, in Arkad and uh, I remember thinking that this could end up either way, either a catastrophe, I make a fool out of myself, or then I could step up and take take myself to the next level. And and somehow I feel that I managed to take this more positive path pathway. And uh, what was funny was that I wasn't m- that much older than most of my students, only a few years, and I had a few students that were a lot of like quite quite a few years older than me. And uh, it was it was a nice setup, and uh, somehow it worked real nice. I felt that in class I had the authority, and uh, I was respected. And but then again, outside uh, classes, I came quite close to the students, so I, I have a real positive uh, experience of working with the students. And then then it was nice. Well, well it, it was interesting also because I've been a student there, and then uh, I had all my colleagues were my former teachers, so it wasn't like. Well, kind of a weird setup for me, but but I liked it and uh, I was warmly welcomed and Arcado was a real nice nice place to work work at. But uh, something to improve, I would say, the sports pro- sports instructor program is is quite small and uh, the resources and facilities, even though we have the the fitness hall uh, or we had it because I'm there more, it's quite limited. So more resources and more abilities and to to use different equipment and uh, and and uh, surroundings would would be better but easily it's easier said than done yeah and and you said that this can go bad or good and and there was kind of stepping up up face do you have any any tips to share our listeners who might be taking their first job and maybe the students are of same age and and other things what what, what would you be be your advice for for them uh well uh just be brave and, uh, and and take a chance. I mean, what what helped me was that, I mean, even though I felt insecure, on the other hand, I knew that I, I knew, knew my stuff. I knew the the subjects that I had to teach, and of course, I had subjects uh, or, or classes that wasn't my like uh, key competence. But I just studied that. <laughs> I. I I, I mean, I, I was structured, and I think that's yeah, that, that's actually my my advice: be structured, because I planned that, planned ahead, and I was prepared, and that helped me a lot. Yeah, I, I I think for many 
many people who start teaching, they have usually not studied to become teachers. There is a lot of challenges. Like you, you get there and it might be difficult to get the authority and and there's there's many things in some countries for example in in UK they are asking the student satisfaction thing and the the students can kind of criticize the teachers pretty openly and it's not maybe the nice nicest thing when you start something new and then you get quite a quite a rough feedback so i think there's there's a lot of challenges but it's good to hear that it went pretty well for you Yeah, yeah. Well, we're we're soon gonna talk about uh, Suurvalla, the sports institute, and uh, and but just I, because here, here's here's a bridge where I can comment. Actually, I took my vocational uh, teachers uh, studying study. I, I did it a few, or actually when I gra- when when I ended in in Akada, I, I took them. So I actually wasn't like for, like formally a teacher when I was there. It was ju- just my substitute title. But then I, then I. Took, took this title and then I started at, at Suvalla and actually I felt more more like uh, controversy with the students w- when I basically was uh, w- w- had had graduated as as a teacher than before. So, but we, we can come come back to that soon. Yeah. So we will wrap up this part one and in the second part we will talk more about working in a in a sport institute in Finland and also. Uh, Jakob's works at, at Hinsa performance so we will have a short break and we will get back soon in part two thanks for joining us this week on physical activity researcher podcast if you like the show make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on twitter this podcast is made possible by listeners like you thank you for your support If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcast or whichever app you use. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.